And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother Quentin here with me. And Q, I feel like this is an episode where we're bringing a hidden gem. I mean, I hope so, man. I think if you're, let's put it this way, if you're, if you're somewhat knowledgeable of indie music from the 2000s you probably know who midlake is and if you're from if you're from texas like if you're from the dallas area especially if you're from the denton area i think you know who midlake is uh and that's the band we're talking about today um these guys are from denton texas which is about you know 30 minutes north from from me um but um it's hard to know how many people know about this band? Because, like you said, we grew up in Dallas. Yeah, and, and you know when these guys were really coming up, we had friends who went to UNT, which is in Denton. You know, you, I mean, I was playing with a band that was in Denton. Yeah, and we talked about a band. Our our uh, bonus episode for for Halloween was a band out of Denton, Texas, the undoing of David Wright. Denton is is sort of a, a, a music hub, uh, basically. And it, it's the closest thing to Austin that Dallas has, right? Yeah. And uh, this is just one of the more sort of well-known bands that came from Denton. But um, they formed in 1999, Q. Did you know that? I did not know that, but yeah, that's that's crazy. What like do you, What else you got on this band? It's primarily Tim Smith, who is the vocalist, guitar player, primary songwriter. Primary songwriter. Yeah. yeah. So we're both reading the Wikipedia page together. <laughs> <laughs> we're both staring at the Wikipedia. The fact page. that we both said primary songwriter. I know, dude. So Look, yeah, man, we're kind of uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of pulling this this episode out of our ass. But I mean, here's the thing. Here's all you got to know. UNT. If you don't know, it's a it's a college that is known for its music course, like its music. Uh, I mean, it's basically it's a music college, right? Like it's it's famous for its its uh, jazz bands and stuff like that. So Midlake is a group of jazz students, and so they are you know classically trained, if if you want to put it that way, uh, and that definitely shows through in the compositions that they put together as Midlake. You know, that's the one thing that I think jumped out to me the most about this band when when i think you you probably introduced me to uh i did to their album that came out in 2006 the year that we graduated high school the trials of van Panther, and i was just blown away by how how well put together these songs were and how i mean it just it stood apart from you know your run-of-the-mill like indie record that was coming out around that time so i mean like I said, my my introduction to them was Trials of Van Aki Panther. Um, it's got it's almost like a concept album. I feel like, you know, it's all like the lyrics and the themes and stuff seem like they're kind of based around this like this you know this time that's that's kind of come and gone. You know, like this old like settlers kind of thing. You know, like 
yeah you know yep. right all the, all the lyrics are very like set in that time yeah and i don't know and how it's long very, it's a very pretty album yeah it's very pretty you know they, they got compared to fleetwood mac a lot um some of the songs that they had on there um so i'm not sure how long it was before i went back to and listened to the record that we're talking about today which is their first full-length album came out in 2004 called bam nan and sliver cork and i can't tell you how many times i've pronounced that band man and silver cork right but it's bam nan and, and sliver cork i don't yeah. who knows what that means yeah but um, yeah so so for me the first song that i heard of mid lakes was uh balloon maker okay which is track two on bam nan yeah that was the and single. then the, se- the, the the second song i heard of theirs was from charles van Panther. Young Bride, which is such a great song. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably my favorite off of Trials. Um, but what I wanted to say was, and, and what we could get into is just how different the two albums are. I mean, yeah, they are so different. I mean, and like I said, they were obviously making a, a, you know, they were going for some, a very particular sound with Trials of Anarchy Panther. And I'd say the same thing for Bam Nan. It, you know, it has a very distinct sound but what you hear on bam nan they didn't they didn't carry almost any of it over into uh trials of an occupanther i don't feel like i mean really no um and i think let's just um let's dive right into some tunes uh i just listened through to um their ep that came out before Bamnan, so bef- before the the bulk of what this episode is going to cover, um, it was an EP called Milkmaid Grand Army. Man, I can tell by the name alone that this is probably going to be similar to the stuff they were putting out on Bamnan. It is. It's okay. yeah. Um, so this was this came out in two thousand one. So four years. I'm sorry, three years before Bamnan and Slivercork. They were a group, you know, making music on, as Midlake. And I don't know if, if we need to dive too much into it, but even since the beginning, they were kind of swapping out players. Like they, they like if you if you look on their on their Wikipedia page, scroll down and, and read the headlines. Departure of Jacobs, arrival of Nicholson and Upshaw. Departure of Upshaw, arrival of Pulido. So these are all just last names of members of the band. These guys were trading out members all the time, and that's what made their sound change so much. Yeah, that uh, you know, I think that speaks to just the talent pool that's available at the, at, uh, at that university. You know, right? I'm sure they. All, I mean, they were all running in in the, the the circle of all the musicians that were at UNT going. You know, participating in, yeah. in the jazz band and stuff like that. Like, no wonder they were yep. you know trading them out. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if those guys that that left went and did their own thing. You know what I mean? Like this is just what you do when you go to UNT. I feel like is you form a band. You know? Yeah. And um, again, the the main guy here f- for Midlake, main singer songwriter, his name is Tim Smith. Um, so let's play a track from that EP from 2001. Again, it's called Milkmaid Grand Army. It's a seven track EP. I'm gonna play um, track six. This is called Roller Skate, parentheses, Farewell June.
So that was the first time I've ever heard that. And I mean, it's obvious that that Tom York was an influence, right? Yes. I mean, he's he's singing he's singing very much like Tom York, a Radiohead. Um, totally, dude. I thought the same so thing than, when I heard it. Yeah, right off the rip, too. Now, there's right, a great yeah, quote dude. here. Are you yeah. going to say it or am I going to say it? There's a quote here. No, go for it. Okay. I, don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, so there's there's a quote that, that spells this out perfectly right here from Tim Smith, which is the lead singer-songwriter, like we mentioned before. He says, we don't want to get called a Radiohead ripoff band. I think Radiohead is a lot closer to my natural tendencies as a songwriter than a band like Jethro Tull. I listen to way more Jethro Tull than I do Radiohead these days, but I could write 10 Radiohead songs before I could write one Jethro Tull song. I want to sound more like Jethro Tull, but I just can't. That's a big struggle. Wow. I, I'm, You know, that song right there sounded exactly like, um, not necessarily the song structure, but the way that he was singing was exactly like Tom York. I don't feel like he carries that on with him to any of the other albums. I mean, really. I don't think so either. Even, you know... Three years later with right. with Bamnet, right. but um, honestly, that just him say, him mentioning Jethro Tull just makes me want to want to dive into some some Jethro Tull, dude. Because I that's a band that I've never really gotten into, and maybe we can cover one of their albums soon. Aqualung is is where I begin and end, you know. Which probably what what song? Aqualung, their big song. Oh, yeah, the one yeah, that everybody yeah. knows. No, but if you listen to that entire EP, Milkmaid Grand Army, I mean. That might as well be a, a Radiohead, like a, a lost tape from Radiohead. Like every yeah. single song is a Radiohead song, and I'm not knocking it, dude. Like it's great. Sure, it, yeah. It's it's a really cool album, um, and I, I wanted to share it with with you all because I, I think it's a good segue into uh, Bamnan and, and what they did just a few years later. Um, and and you know, like we said, even in that time, they were swapping out members of the band you know so they're constantly evolving but yeah they're, they're like like we had kind of mentioned midlake is a band that was pretty short-lived and i guess maybe we'll get into this a little bit later after we share some tunes but well we say short-lived but they are still listed as being active and you know they've made records all the way up to 2013 which was their last one okay well i guess we'll talk about this now then like tim smith is no longer in midlake yeah, I mean, if we want to say that when he left Midlake as we knew them, kind of changed, right? I mean, it's not the I same mean, I, band. I really, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're even playing the Tim Smith tunes. You know, if you go see Midlake today, are they playing songs that, you know, are they playing Young Bride? Are they playing, ba- you know, Balloon Maker? Yeah, that's a great Yeah, great that, so that, yeah. When you when you lose the the main singer songwriter, are you really the same band? You know. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's play some tunes from from Bamnan. Yeah, let's do it. So we got a couple songs to play from this album. Um, again, this one came out in what is it, two thousand four? Yeah. Uh, this is definitely our favorite album of theirs. Uh, we're gonna start with track four from the record. This song is called. I guess I'll take care.
Yeah, so here's what I do. I mean, there's so much to go over, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. The thing that I love about this record so much is, like, it just has this feeling of, like, almost like a, like a, I don't know, man, like a carnival or something. I don't know. Like a, it, Okay, it, I, I think I can help you out here. Yeah, help me out, please. I, I think I can help you out because I'm, I'm with you. I'm, it's the same reason I love this album. For one, and I know we use this term a lot, but like, and maybe we should look up the definition, but like, this is such a melancholy, I mean, it's a, it's a somber sounding, like, just dark. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. It's dark, but also like, it's very playful and like whimsical too. But in like a, but in like a almost like something's kind of off, like it's almost like a nightmare. Yeah, there's yeah, like well, like like I said, like a car, you know, carnival. Sometimes you think of something that's off kilter a little bit. Here's what it is, dude. Bamnan and Slivercork is music for a David Lynch movie. I was gonna say Wes Anderson too. Okay, more, more like uh, more like a you know, those those stop motion, those old stop motion movies, kind of like Mister or what is it, Fantastic Mister Fox. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the kind of playful, like, and that's the kind of imagery that at least it conjures up in my mind when I hear this record. But aside from that, like, let's just talk about like how awesome the song itself is, you know? Uh, yeah. I think his vocal, we, you know, we were talking about earlier with the song he played that he sounds a lot like Tom York. And I think he stays in the Tom York, like, range. His vocal range is in Tom York's, uh, the Tom York camp. But he, yeah. you know, some of the cadence that he brought to to that first song that was spot on Tom York. I don't think he carried it through, but he still has the same range as Tom York. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, no, in that, in that, uh, milkmaid grand army EP and a lot of those songs, he, he kind of gets more in the higher octaves, which is what makes him sound more like Tom York. Um, not so much in, in Bamnan. I mean, yeah, it's, it's high pitched, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. I like the harmonies that he that he does. It's I mean it's it's him singing with himself and the harmonies, uh, but I think they're really well done. And we have to we have to mention and this you know this same sound pops up in that Milkmaid EP. It's like he he's he's choosing a you know a setting on his synthesizer keyboard that that almost sounds like it's a little like a kid's toy. Yeah, you know, it's lo- like yeah, a, like a it's, little uh, kids like organ organ sound. Yeah, it's a lo-fi. It's it's lo-fi uh, keys. You know, like the the term that I'm seeing here, lo-fi psychedelic electronica, which I think is spot on for this record. Yeah, and it pops up in almost every song on Bamnan and Sliver of Cork, and that's what makes it stand out so much. Yeah, yes, that and that's what makes it such a great album to listen to because it's so playful like that, and sort of like you, yeah. things kind of come at you like you get surprised by it you know uh so let's play the next track on the on the record dude which is our next pick track five uh i think this is safe to say this is your favorite song on the record yeah i think so there's so many different movements to this song i think the intro is one of the one of the greatest mid-leg intros ever if not like it just, it's up there for me. Like the intro has this, uh, this, this punch moment, this impact that you, that you get that kind of comes out of nowhere. And, yeah. uh, they just, it's really well done. 
it catches your attention for yeah, sure. Yeah, and we'll have to break this up into two different parts because there is a there are two there are two very distinct parts in the song, and I think they execute it really, really well. And it's very uh, his vocals are very kind of emotional in this song, and it's just it's a great song. So yeah, this song is called "Some of Them Were Superstitious." that intro right where it, when it when it all comes in you know it, it kind of it's very loud yeah i love how they bring that back uh you know in the chorus all the music kind of stops he's singing whatever verse he's singing and then it just that swell comes back in you know it's just amazing man i love it all right so um like i said there are two very distinct parts in the song so let's play the next clip here but before we do let's take a let's take a quick break And we're back. Okay, so um, let's hear that next part on the song. Again, the song is called Some of Them Were Superstitious. Day on tough terrain and grass. 
song man it's just so good yeah it's good it's yeah. a, it's definitely a good representation of this album and like yeah. what what midlake sounded like in 2004 um like we mentioned midlake's still around but um tim smith isn't the lead singer anymore so like really i mean i, I feel like they died in the courage of others which I believe was Tim Smith's last album of theirs, which came out in 2010. It makes you wonder why they didn't just change the name, you know? Right. Like, were they just trying to ride on the success of their name? It's like, you I lost mean, the lead singer. that makes sense, though, because it, it, if you start, you know, you lose you lose the lead singer, and if, if he doesn't care, if you keep the band name, you might as well keep it, because otherwise you're basically starting over as a brand new band. I think they may have had more six. They they could possibly have had a better chance of, of, of regaining success had they renamed, but maybe not because that's the thing. They probably wouldn't have sold any records had they changed their name. People probably bought Midlake because it, Oh, it's a new Midlake record. I got to check it out. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Almost yeah. like a bait and switch though. If you think about it anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, one thing I, I will say about, um, Bam Nan compared to Trials of Anarchy Panther. This has probably been a part of Midlake uh, since their origin, but you heard a flute in that song. Some of them were superstitious. Like that just kind of shows you like there's a lot of instruments that they bring to the table. You know, if you look at the 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 listing on on the Bam Nan page on Wikipedia, you see a flute mentioned 12 string acoustic guitar, uh, a bassoon, a double bass. And like we were seeing sort of those lo-fi keyboard sounds, like that's always been a part of Midlake. And definitely on Trials of Van there there's more flutes, you know, there's more sort of stringed instruments and stuff like that, violins and whatnot. Like that's just kind of what they did. And that's what I've always loved about them is like we were saying, like these guys are talented, you know, classically trained jazz musicians you know it definitely shows but anyway i think you're right that uh bam nan is 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 probably a favorite of mine but i've always been blown away by trials of an panther you know yeah totally different sound um i like bam nan because it's 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 got a little bit more um it's more rock oriented i feel like in as much as it can be because there's really nothing about the record that's rock and roll like in the traditional sense of that term, you know, but I think it's, it's rock oriented in, in how, you know, we consider the Beatles a rock band, but you know, from, yeah. 
rubber sole onto Abbey Road, you know, they were they were super whimsical at times <laughs> throughout their career, but mm-hmm. um, still through and through a rock band. And yeah, Bamnan is is almost like a magical mystery tour kind of album, you know. Yeah, um, where it's it's much more whimsical and uh, experimental. Um, but yeah, dude, it, I think this actually sums it up perfectly. Uh, if you look at the genre that these records are both listed as, uh, Bamnan is listed as psychedelic folk, mm-hmm. and Trials of Anarchy Panther is listed as progressive folk. And I think that sums it up perfectly. Because there's a lot there, it, it is very psychedelic. Um, Bam, yeah, you know? and we keep we keep talking about Trials of Van Panther, and I'm not planning on playing any songs from that. Album. We may have to we may have to do it. We may have to circle back and do an episode on that record at some point. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, so let's let's wrap it up, dude. This is just our 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 little sidetrack on Midlake. I know we got some some what you heard's to dive into. That's right. Um, Let's start with you today, dude. What you been heard? All right, so here we go. This this is pretty typical of, of the way that that I sort of bounce around from like genre to genre throughout the year as I'm listening to music or whatever. Like if I spend a lot of time in one particular genre, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bounce and and, and like go almost 180, you know? Yeah. So. October, as we know, was kind of based around metal for us, right? We did a metal month, so I was listening to a lot of metal music. So I've sort of pivoted from that and gravitated more toward electronic stuff. This guy, uh, he's been on my radar for a while now. Uh, He goes by the name Mux Mule, or Mux Mule, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, but his name is uh, Brian Lindgren. He is an American electronic musician. Uh, he is on Ghostly International. Uh, that's the record label. Also Mood Gadget. And uh, what's interesting is a lot of his music has been featured on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. Nice. So you may recognize some of his tunes from like, you know, those commercial bumpers that they have. Yeah. Uh, that they're kind of well known for. But anyway, he just put out another. Uh, he he put out a brand new single, uh, uh, just maybe a week ago. Uh, by the time this episode gets out, anyway. So let's just listen to that. Uh, it's got a funny name. It's called "Boner of a Lonely Heart." <laughs> God damn <laughs> Which, it! I mean, come on. You gotta love a good pun when you hear one, you know. And this is a play on a on a yes song, right? Anyway. Like I yeah, said, dude. brand new song just came out a few days ago. Boner of a Lonely Heart.
So that song makes me want to jump in the car and just drive towards the horizon, bro. Sunset time. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, just a pretty, uh, you know, pretty straightforward uh, electronic track. But uh, this yeah. is the the first single off of um, the new album. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to come out in 2020 because that, that would be 10 years later. Um, but uh, he, he came out with an album called Skull Taste in 2010. And uh, Boner of a Lonely Heart is the first single off of Skull Taste 2. So I'm guessing it'll come out in 2020. Uh, but anyway, cool. um, yeah, I mean, what I like about electronic music, but I've always, uh, you know, I've always gravitated toward it because it, it's just that consistent beat. You know, it's really good. Yeah, dude, for very repetitive, very focused. Like uh, sometimes I can focus. I feel like it's the same for metal for me, because uh, a lot of times metal is very like you know it just it's got this driving beat, you know. But it's really good for um, for me at least when I'm working, you know, because I code all day. Yeah, it's just yeah, the yeah. perfect kind of music to to concentrate with. Um, anyway, I, I feel like we haven't done a lot of electronic music on this podcast and we need to change that i would love to do an it's electronic shocking that you say that but you're totally right dude um yeah i mean because we're both huge electronic fans right so i, I think we totally need to right. do a, we need to do an electronic month or something like that uh maybe we'll do that in 2020 sometime but anyway because uh, dude we could spend we could spend months doing electronic music um totally anyway so that's that um again that was because I, I just love saying it that was boner of a lonely heart by Mux Mule or Mux Mule, one of the two. One of those what, two has to be the right pronunciation, you know? Yeah. Anyway, cool. what do you got, Q? What have you, what have you been hurting lately? So, uh, this is an artist that I heard. I was posted up at this awesome bar called Noble Barton. Uh, it's in White Center, which is a tiny little, tiny little city just outside of Seattle. Um, I was grabbing some brunch there last week, and dude, this bar always has like the best tunes. Um, I don't know what playlist they're playing from, or you know if they're just on Pandora or what. You got your Shazam on the ready, is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I Shazammed, I Shazammed this song. Well, I'm not going to play the song that I heard, but this is an artist that goes by Skin Shape, all one word, Skin Shape. It's a British musician. His name is William Dory. Uh, and he's been making music under skin shape since 2014. You remember the band um, Krongbin I shared with you? It's got like yeah. that Afrobeat, like psychedelic rock kind of vibes. Yep. Super funky stuff. Um, this is what he's all about. I'm going to play a song from uh, an album of his from 2015 called Arakalo. I think that's how you say it. It's all one word. Uh, I'm going to play the self-titled track. It's track two. So it's called Arakala. And it's fucking dope, dude. Here it is. Thank you. 
Yeah, that was great, man. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for for that like guitar tone, you know, like that kind of echoey, like twangy guitar, dude. Yeah, just fucking. It was. It was g- well done. That, all day. Give me that shit all day, dude. I so love here, that kind of music. Here's what I here's what I appreciate about about the vibe I was getting off of that. So his voice was kind of bluesy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find myself getting like probably unnecessarily like put off by by bands sometimes that I feel like they are almost too like purposely going after a sound, you know what I mean? I don't know, yes. like I You've mentioned I that hear, to me before. Yeah, with bands. I can't I can't yeah, like, I mean, there's what's bands that out band there. That, that's doing that Led Zeppelin shit? Yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. Fucking hate their guts Greta Van for Fleet. Some I mean, that, Greta, Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> that's in a different. Yeah. That's a different. Um, I feel like okay. that's a different uh, example. But I mean, like, okay, yeah. How many bands out there are doing the? Um, God, you hear it, it's so trite at this point and like overdone. But y- you know, you'll hear it on a, a dozen different commercials. The type of band that's that sounds like uh, I feel like Montfort. Or Mumford and Sons started it all. You talking about like yeah, like Mumford and Sons yes. and of Monsters and Men. Yes, where it's like, I, yes, like, I know, I know, dude, I know you hate it so much, and I yes, get it, but yes, I, I know what you're. You're all about. doing the same song, the same sound. You're yes. throwing in the 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 cliche, like, um, you know, they have a term for it. I don't want to say it, but I'll say it. The millennial whoop. You've heard of this, right? Yes, dude. You've mentioned it on this it. podcast. <laughs> I anyway, know, dude. I know. So I know. I long way of saying, like, obviously they're doing a, his voice is very bluesy, but it's a 60s, not, 70s. Yeah. Bluesy. He's not um, doing it yeah. in a way that's, that to me is, um, pandering to 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 that genre you know what i mean like he's doing it like it's very they they put their own spin on it you know there's a lot of different things happening in the song his voice just happens to be like blues bluesy in a way blues oriented but it's yeah, not and a we knockoff. talk about it we, we talk about this a lot on on this podcast but um you know a thing that i love about music is how it's just it's constantly evolving but it's always pulling from the past Right. And like you're saying, there's a right and wrong way to do that. Uh, and there's an easy way out as a band to do that and still find success. Um, but yeah, like like you're saying, this this guy, Skin Shape, he's doing his own thing, like make it, put, putting his own spin on it. Um, this whole album is like this, dude. It, it's it's a really great record all the way through. You should press play from, from track one, dude. You'll really like it. I promise. Okay. Yeah. No, I like what I heard, so... Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. That's not the song that I heard uh, at at the bar. Uh, Once we stop recording, I'll play a little bit of it for you, brother. All right, let's wrap it up. So that's our take on Midlake's album from 2004, Bamnan and Slivercork. That's going to wrap up our distortion-free November. We're going to kind of switch it up in December, and uh, we're going to have a very special guest coming up real soon. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, man. I'm real excited. And by yeah. he's only special to us, but you know what? Maybe he'll be special to you too after you listen to the episode. I mean, um, he, yeah. He, we're, let's just put it this way. We've waited until the exact right moment to have him on this yes. podcast, you know, as far as the episode that we got lined up. So totally. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I'm excited. It's, it's going to be fun. Um, all right. So as always, 
check us out on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, you can go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Um, you will find us and a ton of other great music podcasts within the network. You can also check us out on nofillerpodcast.com. There you can click on each episode and dive into uh, our show notes, check out our sources that we cover from. Occasionally we'll, occasionally we'll post uh, YouTube videos, you know, concert footage and interview clips, stuff like that. Um, and to wrap us up for today, I've got a an artist that Tim Smith mentions as a influence on him on him a, a pretty heavy influence on their sound uh this is a guy named jimmy spheris never heard of him almost guaranteed that you haven't dude nope it's a random ass singer songwriter from the 70s um i guess i mean i don't know how how popular this guy was back in the 70s but he released four albums in that decade and um, we're going to share a tune from his, his first album that came out in 1971 called Isle of View. And you can definitely hear the influence um, just kind of in, in the songwriting and maybe the uh, like the instruments used and like the the mood of the song. You can definitely hear where, where Tim Smith pulled from. Um, so, yeah, this is a song called... Long Way Down from Jimmy Spheris' 1971 album Isle of View. And thank you so much, as always, for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care.
Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD 85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 Gambler. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 